Hey, everybody. Welcome to another podcast broadcast. Uh, this episode today, I am going to bring you a interview I did with a good friend of mine. His name is Gang Chen. I hope I'm not butchering his name. And in this interview, we talked about several things. We kind of talked about uh, happiness a little bit. And mostly, though, um, the process of achieving happiness and maybe some goals associated with it. So an important note here is Gong has made some really remarkable career changes in his life, in my opinion. And those include one of them is he learned how to code and is currently a programmer. He never had any experience with that before. And so we talk a little bit about some of his things in his earlier life, how he's gone through some big changes, and how he became a programmer. So if you're out there, you're interested in becoming a programmer, but you don't know where to begin, there is some really good information here. There's also some, you know, we just kind of talk about, we, we, we jump around a little bit, and I think that's okay. I also want to warn you guys that there are a couple of breaks in the action. They're not super noticeable, but this was my first time using the the Anchor podcast app with uh, somebody else. So we ran into some technical difficulties, but it's I don't think it's too disruptive. So if you don't mind giving a listen, I hope you enjoy. And here is my interview with my friend Gong Chun. Hello. Hey, Gong. Hey, Taylor. Okay, so we are live. Um, like. Real quick, everybody, anybody who's going to be listening to the Taylor Broadcast podcast, um, welcome. Today, we are going to be talking to... Name Gong Chun. Hello, hello. Can you hello? Hello, yes. Okay, good, good. Okay. Okay, so, uh, and what we're going to talk about, uh, Gong came from China um, several years ago. I'm not sure when. When did you come here? Like almost exactly 10 years ago, uh, 2008, August. Okay. So, and right now he is engaged in a lot of activities, working his butt off, like hopefully the rest of us are. And um, what we're going to do is just kind of talk about some stuff, share the journey, we're trying to get through here. So, uh, Gong. what do you want to talk about today? I think you, I think we were mentioning before the show. You were talking about some of your long-term goals, yes. like um, so, about happiness. That that is a big topic to get get right into so, on my first okay. episode. So yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, first off, what what do you mean when you think of happiness? Like, you know, everyone's right. kind of got their own definition. 
So what are you looking for? Like what comes well, to your mind um, when you think of it? So to me, there's really like two different main types of happiness. One is the one like more of like a short term. I don't have a, a really good word for it. But, you know, the happiness you get after hearing a joke, after, after a good party or after watching a good movie, that kind of that happiness. The other one, of course, is what I'm mainly referring to here mm-hmm. is a longer term happiness, like a, a sense of fulfillment sort of thing, I would say. Yes, yes. And uh, in your mind, what do you think brings a sense of fulfillment? Like what, what do you think would bring like a long term fulfillment? Um, what are you kind of aiming at? Well, I don't have a specific goal, like what I have to achieve in order to uh, get this, you know, uh, fulfillment. Mm -hmm. But I think what's more important is the process of achieving it, whatever goal you set for yourself. Um, Because now I just, you know, um, as you know, I just switched, I made a huge career change. I'm actually very surprised I even did it, that I was able to do it. And after, but I was also very happy because mm-hmm. that's after a, uh, a fairly long term of, uh, you know, working hard on it. Um, but now I look back, I was kind of comparing this um, period of my life, comparing that to another period of my life when I was in grad school, where, where I did like very little and so after comparing mm-hmm. those two periods of life I realized like it's very obvious which which one makes me a lot happier which one didn't although in the beginning um, I thought it would be the opposite for example when I was in grad school okay go explain yeah, for example when I was in yeah. grad school I was doing my working towards my PhD, which I ended up quitting at the end. Um, but like, you know, grad school, there, there's mm-hmm. workload is not very much. And it's like, if you want to be a good uh, graduate with a bunch of a uh, paper, like publication, then you obviously have to work hard. But if you don't, like it's your own business, basically. You you get what you, what you, you know, what you work hard mm-hmm. on. And uh for me, I didn't like a lot of time. I just spent in my apartment watching movies or TVs, just being lazy in general. <laughs> yeah, yes, so yes, I thought I, I was happy because I watched Lord of Rings three <laughs> three of them in a you know in one day with with a large pizza and bottle of soda. I yes. thought, I was happy. but. Uh, I was happy uh-huh. for like a couple of days, like, and but after a while, it's kind of get getting old, and I can I could def- totally feel like I needed something more, something else, just to make myself happy. Like good that I didn't choose to make the stupid yes. choice to other other stuff that might make me happier, but ended up being like a very bad decision. Good, fortunately, I didn't do some stupid stuff back then. But that wasn't a smart choice. <laughs> didn't not get too much it. trouble. So yeah, not too much trouble. But I was young. I didn't, but now after this, Man, I look back. Yeah. I was like, oh, if I knew 
then then I would be able to make myself so much happier by doing a lot more than what I did. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I totally agree. So um, the contrast in your life was, and I've I've experienced something similar, and I think. Of course, you know, I'm in my mid to late 20s now, 30. and you're, you're 32, right? I'm 30. 30, okay. So we've – okay, there we go. So we've kind of been through uh, that – Hello. Hello. All right. All right. So we'll go ahead and continue where we left off. So I was talking about how – you've made quite a remarkable career change or you've had several career changes in your life. Um, And I think it's important for people to know that these kind of big changes are doable. They're quite practical as long as you apply yourself to them. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about your career changes over uh, the last several years. All right. Okay, so like you said, um, there's uh, at least two career change changes plus one. Um, I would say like um, I wouldn't necessarily call it entrepreneurship, but more like a uh, side project that turned out to be really beneficial and rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. So starting from the uh, the biggest one, the career change that uh, happened recently. So that was. Um, me from being a, a working at a manufacturing job as a su- supply chain supervisor, uh, switching to a, a software developer. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think it was possible until like roughly two years ago when I was talking to some of my friends who are in the tech industry, tech, uh, working for big tech companies. And they were telling me, say, hey, uh, you know, nowadays there's a great demand for software developer, mm-hmm. and apparently they couldn't hire they they couldn't find enough people um, from school. So they're actually not necessarily nece- necessarily asking for people uh, who has degree in computer science, computer computer science or related fields. As long as you have the skills, they're willing to hire you. So that's when I said maybe I should give a shot. So I didn't quit my job. Um, I just uh, start utilizing my after work hours pretty much every day from 8 to 12 in the evening, I would say, mm-hmm. for like a, a year and a half. So that's how long it took me to, you know, self-teach, self-learn computer, uh, you know, programming. Very and impressive. Luckily, yeah, luckily, uh, after two months of uh, – actively sending out resume, I was able to get this job here at Cisco here in Austin. So I'm very lucky and I'm very happy well, for that. I would say, uh, you know, of course, a little bit of luck plays in all of our lives, but um, that is, you put a lot of work into it. So for anybody that will listen to this, you to reiterate, you have a job, you had a job in supply chain management, right? Right. And you have a family, which now you have two kids. That's right. And you're, you're married, have a family, you have a side project, 
which yeah. is a escape room, and yet you still spent four hours a night training yourself how to program and right. got a job at, you said Cisco? Cisco, yes. Not the food Cisco, but the, the one making routers and stuff. Okay. All right. I was going to say Cisco with a C or the S. <laughs> <laughs> the C. Okay. All right. Cool. So that's, I think that, so first off, that's just awesome. And yes. how did you, what did you do to learn coding? So also, by the way, we probably have about a minute before we get cut off. Okay. Briefly, uh, what did you do to get started? Okay. So um, mainly it, uh, it's probably like three stages to, uh, in roughly equal amount of time uh, in in the uh, whole course of one and a half years. Uh, the first step, I took like five or six online courses, all free from um, reputable uh, universities like UC Berkeley and uh, University of Washington uh, to get some basics. I also have this app called Solo Learn. That's like that's the basic of the basics, so that to help you to get to know the very simple stuff to just to get you interested. Second stage, I spent a lot of time um, uh, working on algorithm, practicing algorithm, you know, solving coding puzzles. And in the third stage, that's when I uh, spent a lot of time uh, doing actual projects like web applications and stuff to get the, the skill that you actually need in the real life. Uh, okay, excellent, excellent. All right. And, okay, hey, it looks like we're still going. We're so still let's... Going. Uh, Yes, great, great. Okay, well, so we'll we'll just continue. We'll just yeah. continue until uh, if there's anything that gets cut off, we'll save, continue. Sounds good. So, um, so your first stage was solo learn, and that helped you with uh, understanding just the terminology and basics of coding. Yeah, solo so solo learn is a really I, I really love this app. It doesn't get you too far um, along the way, but it re it's really a user friendly an interesting app if you want to learn any programming language. So it's language specific. You, you, you can pick any language you want to learn. Uh, but once you start a course, it stays on that language. And um, yeah, it's super simple stuff, but the way it represents the knowledge in the, uh, to you is very user-friendly and interesting. So like anyone or almost a lot of people that I know will be interested to just like won't won't be so boring that you can't even finish it. It's pretty engaging, I would say. Mm -hmm. Very good, very good. And then um, can you tell me a little bit more about what you were talking about with stage two? Well, so stage one, solo learn is really just a pilot of stage one, really. Because, uh, okay. yeah, that, that's something you can do on the app. That's something you do uh, when you, I don't know, when you're... Um, have like a couple minutes of free time, like when you waiting on a bus or when you're on a toilet, you know, it's a couple <laughs> minutes of free time yes. that you can do solo learn. It's it's little Absolutely. piece of information, but really, uh, like I said, it, 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 the main purpose uh, is to get your interest, like interested in it. And then the second uh, second part, the main part of the first stage is really the online courses that I found. Um, so apparently, a lot of universities universities they are like recording their lectures posting the, all the videos and notes online including their mm -hmm. homework and solutions so if you're motivated that's pretty much all you need to learn everything that 
other students pay thousands of dollars a semester to go to the actual university to learn. To me, that's like a little too good to be true, but that's that. Yeah, that's the case. Like you can just take advantage of that. Yes, yes. So uh, that's I think that's extremely important right now.、Um, you hear a lot about the how you know university costs are going through the roof. So I think this kind of information is extremely valuable to anybody who maybe either wants to make a career change, maybe they're older, and、mm-hmm. they want to do something new. They don't know how to get started, or if they're younger, maybe I don't know, eighteen, sixteen, seventeen, and think that they need to pursue a university degree in order to、um, in order to. Become a computer science person or a programmer or anything in that field. So that's well, really incredible that you've made that shift. Yes, well, I I think so too. So、um, if anyone out there listening to our podcast and happen to be interested in doing something similar,、um, UC Berkeley、um, CS sixty one A and CS sixty one B. That's like the most helpful courses I've ever, ever taken, and they're fantastic. Yeah, just check them out; they're for free, totally. Excellent. And、um, so, to hey、Hello. God, hey, I think、okay. that was like almost like nine minute mark. Okay. Well, yeah, and I'm not sure why it cut off, but that's all right. We'll just keep rolling with it. So,、right. let's. Talk about.、Uh, I want to bring that back to what we originally were、um, with the idea of happiness、yep. and the difference between you know pursuing maybe one goal versus kind of like a systems approach,、mm-hmm. you know, like that process, which is pursuing meaningful things. Right.、Um, so. I guess I'm not sure quite how you know what to ask or how to ask it. But、uh, to you, how does your career transition? How does that apply to kind of your current conception of happiness? Okay, well,、um, I'm just start.、Uh, I, I'm just saying this from my own experience. I'm not、uh, some great thinker. At least I didn't know that was. But <laughs>、um, but just from my own experience, I feel like couple. So couple.、Uh, Key points that、I、learned through this process, or the experience from uh, from uh, the escape room experience, I would say first thing is、um, try to set up the goal that's kind of high. Actually, that's that's almost like higher than you think you can you know achieve.、Mm-hmm. And then just stay on it, and you know, don't don't be afraid. One of the things that like a lot of people, my,、uh, me myself included,、uh, that a lot of times we do is when you don't know how to do something, like like say you have a goal, but you don't know how to get there, and you just sometimes you just stay where you at and just keep thinking, thinking, hoping one day you you'll figure out. But to me, that most of the time you just end up being exactly where you at like a year ago.、Um, yeah. So to me, the best thing to do when you don't know what's the best way or you don't know any way how to get to your goal is just to 
do anything, like do anything related to the goal at all. It might be going backwards, but it's okay. At least you're going somewhere. When you're going backwards, yes. you realize, hey, no, that's the opposite direction I wanted to go. Then, then at least you kind of know where the direction you wanted to go is. Mm-hmm. So that helps you to, you know, try and error. That's a hundred times better than not doing anything and stay where you're at at all. So, I love that piece of advice. Um, I am, I subscribe to that kind of thinking as well, which is you awesome. legitimately, you don't know like where you're going to go. You have an idea of where you want to be, but you right. really just have to get moving. That's 100%. I mean, you know, like you said, we're not great thinkers necessarily. We're not philosophers. Uh, but we're just – we're people actively living in the world. Right. And we're, you know, we're doing what we can to get by. Right. So uh, I guess what I want to do is we'll go ahead and wrap this up. And right. I would like to – one thing that is kind of a theme in my podcast or has been is – it, I don't know who listens to this. It could be young. I, I don't know who it is, but I'm thinking maybe trying to talk about my experiences as a young guy kind of navigating this world. Um, right. I've talked about my relationship experiences to a degree and kind yeah. of what I'm doing. Right. As a, I mean, you're a pretty young guy. You're only 30 years old, but you're married with two kids. Not that um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, but you've got a, uh, you've started a family. Um, what kind of, you know, big changes did that have for your life? Like, you know, uh, d- how much meaning did it bring to your life? I, Cause I know I've talked to you before and I know right. that fi- your family has meant a lot to you. Yes. Yes. Cause yeah, actually that's the biggest change that I've had in my entire life is my, you know, me getting married. Because before that, I was a pretty low, you know, I, I don't have a lot of a, a needs, pretty, uh, what do you call that? Low maintenance. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and continue where we left off. Uh, you were okay. talking about how your family's the biggest change that you've had in your life and that you were low maintenance before you got married. Right. So, yeah, so I was... I was considering myself pretty low maintenance. I don't need a lot of things to get by, but, um, and I was like, why, why do I need to work? Why do I need to be working hard? Cause I can support myself without any problem. Cause I, I'm not trying to live in a luxurious lifestyle anyways. Um, but then, you know, then I met my wife, we got married and pretty much a pretty soon, a pretty, uh, soon after we got married, we we started having kids. Um, so that changed all. So I was like, you know, I better be making more money now since we're buying houses, been buying cars. Uh, but that was just a start, like the the need for for stuff. Um, but later on, so while we while I start working hard on different things and keeping myself busy and while I try to make myself better, um, I realized that actually has a, a feedback, like a reciprocating 
change to our marriage. Like I noticed when my wife noticed that what I was doing, she actually uh, saw that I became happier while I was working hard and she followed as well. So she started, you know, spending more time during evening working on other stuff, reading books, taking uh, classes instead of watching TVs every night. Mm-hmm. And, and that actually made our man- marriage a lot better and better. So to me, that's actually worked out perfectly for us. It's not like in the beginning, it was the, you know, the, the reality where it required us to make more money. But over time, that, that aspect became even secondary. Mm-hmm. Because the, the harder we work together, we feel like we, we have the same goal and we're working very hard towards the same goal, although taking different paths a lot of times. And it's just an amazing feeling to us. That's awesome. So you guys have a, a mutual – you're mutually working through the process. That's right. Although, like, we're working on completely different stuff. Like, she's not, she's not taking <laughs> programming lessons but like she, she has her own stuff that she's working on and she think it's better for our, uh, for, for herself either directly for me as well or indirectly, but yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I think this is probably a good note to end on and we'll definitely cool. continue this conversation. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's a lot of good information here. Um, Awesome. I think I think a lot of people would benefit from hearing other people's perspectives on you know how you know what are you doing to navigate the world? Yeah, I mean right. you come from China, you've gone through a lot of stuff. To I mean you had to learn English at some point, <laughs> and I, I, exa- I mean you know you had to come here, you've learned right. English very well, and you've made big career changes. You've started a family. And so you've overcome a lot of stuff, and it's, I think it's good for people to hear that. Well, I, I'm glad you think that, and hopefully, hopefully other people can you know, enjoy that as well. Yes, indeed. All right, Gong. Well, thank you very much for jumping on uh, the podcast, sure. and I guess we'll call it a night. Yeah, well, thanks for – absolutely, thank you for having me. This is my first podcast ever, and uh, so I uh, apologize if I didn't have my all the thoughts, you know, straightened up, but uh, it, no problem. It's, it's, it's been fun. Hopefully, uh, we'll do this again. Absolutely. Let's uh, – yeah, we'll talk afterwards, and we'll, we'll get some stuff worked out for some regular appearances. Okay. Sounds great. All right. All right. All right. Thank thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye.